0: I learned to differentiate between what could be an intuition and what could be just my anxiety?
1: Mm. You know, the first thing I hear is Lauren. It was so brilliant. He said, um, well, we were we were with him at Kripalu. <clears throat> Lauren Roche, he wrote uh, Radiant Sutras and, and Meditation Made Easy and Camille wrote uh, Meditation Secrets for Women. And it was really profound. What he said was that if you really discover the style of meditation that fits you like a glove, that you, or a shoe, whatever, you know, or a sweater, really, when you find, and you allow, even if it changes, like one day you may be drawn to this style of meditation, another day, or you may go through a period of time where for a year or two years, or three years, you love this style. The key to, the answer to this question is coming, okay, it's all connected. Find, continuously refresh your posture in styles of meditation that you love. And how do you know you love a meditation? It's because you look forward to it, number one. There's no should around it. And you feel like you gypped yourself if you didn't give it to yourself, right? Like food or nourishment. Like you denied yourself nourishment. So you, like, if you have the experience of walking by your meditation cushion and you're like, Yep, I see you. I know I, my ass should be on you. That's obviously not a style of meditation that you're really loving, unless you love the game of it, right? Like like there can be times you may feel some like, Ugh, I don't feel like doing that meditation. However, I really love the game of doing this for 40 days in a row to see what I experience. What I experience. That's different. Right? But many people um, marry themselves to a style of meditation that doesn't light them up. So he says find what you love can only allow what you love even if it changes over time which it's going to what that does is is it sharpens your micro skill your of your instincts so that when you're out in the world you can abide in the practice of mindfulness or enjoying the living moment as it's unfolding exactly as it is through your senses and experience the intimacy of the moment and the fullness of the moment and if and when there's actual danger, your instinct will kick in. So in other words, don't necessarily go right at the heart of anxiety. Take the medicine of instinctive meditation and that will allow the two to become very obvious. You'll know, remember, anxiety is what we, what, <clears throat> what is really the proper term for anxiety are the sensations you feel in your body when you're believing your stressful thoughts true. So if you're having anxiety, where you also want to focus your attention is start to identify what am I actually thinking and believing that's creating this agitation, the sensations of agitation in my body. You want to start to rewind from the agitation and ask yourself, what have I just been thinking about? What am I then thinking about and believing, right? Because there are thoughts that just happen and we don't believe them. They just do their thing, they move on. It's the thoughts that we believe true that are stressful that create the sensations of anxiousness and anxiety in the body. So instinctive meditation allows the two to, di- to differentiate from themselves and your instinct of danger will alert you. So that that's just what I was present to with that question. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you hear,
0: Jeannie? That's a tricky question for me because <clears throat> as far as being tuned into my intuition, um, I don't often – like my intuition – isn't doesn't express in like a negative like I don't I don't hear a don't do that or else or a um like that's not that's not how my intuition communicates Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that is you know universal true for others uh I just know that I might be redirected to something else but it isn't a if you do this this could happen. That isn't my that's not how my intuition communicates. Mm-hmm. So if I hear that, I know that this is something I'm believing, some kind of worry that I'm mm-hmm. believing could be true, or I'm making up a story about mm-hmm. something that I have absolutely no idea if that actually will happen. Um it, you know, my intuition is a like directly communicates and is typically pretty succinct. You know, mm-hmm. like go Mm -hmm. do this turn left go do this yep you know so it isn't if you stay on this road the the road's gonna get slippery with snow Mm -hmm. and so you could crash that isn't my intuition my intuition just sounds like you know take the highway take this
1: road right right and there may be that behind it and so i have the same my gps uh system of you know, and what what I also call intuition is synonymous with your inherent wisdom or the voice of the, the friend or the simple directions that are always guiding us. Um, the simple the, the simple directions are saying things like, you know, not always prophetic, not always like, go part the Red Seas. Go, part the red seas. go no, make tea. It says, yeah, make tea. Go brush your teeth now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do go pay your taxes, things like that. Um, turn left. Um, reach for this. See, Call so and so. Yeah. So when you when you start to attune to the voice that's arising in the space between your thoughts, that's always directing you, and for most people that tends to be either visual or audio, auditory. Um, you, you you then be, you can relax in mm-hmm. knowing that you are being shown what's essential and best for you, for the evolution of your soul so that you can align your mind and your heart and your soul so you have full congruency. You have the experience of congruency. And that allows you to relax Mm -hmm. and to experience a lightness of being that also has you be in fierce action. It doesn't mean like, oh, now everything's just rainbows and great and beautiful and sunny. It allows this level, it allows a clarity. Mm -hmm. The clear mind is the most beautiful state and space and the clear mind is the access to the open heart which is always open and soul alignment mm-hmm. so it's in that congruency that you'll be just simply rely and become accustomed and grateful for the for the voice of the friend that is always guiding you that. so what if you get the intuitive hit mm-hmm. that
0: someone else is negatively judging you
1: Then ask a question. Yeah. Say, you know, like, hey, I, I, and, and here's the thing. If you want someone to not, if your goal is to actually understand someone versus be right and be defensive, you always want to preface it by saying something like, you know, I'm willing to be totally wrong here. Mm. And it, I, I, I think I'm perceiving something in the space between us like is there is there any truth to that and you're and, and I'm willing to I can totally hear what you have to say, and I give you my word that I'll listen right? You really want to set it up for someone to be able to be truthful and for you to really honor your word and not be get reactive or not justify and explain or, or get reactive. The reason people lie to us <clears throat> is because we train them to. You know, if you're a very reactive person, when people are sharing their perceptions or opinions, well, you're gonna train them just to clam up and not tell you the truth. So that's on us how we how we react or respond is really on us. And if what
0: you're perceiving, because you just you text something else underneath there, uh, Stacy says lack of connection. If what you're perceiving, mm-hmm. like your your intuition is that there isn't a connection with this person, there isn't an affinity, mm-hmm. then. And that's good information to have. Yeah, you know, like either for, some people we just don't resonate with. Yeah. Like,
1: if you're the creator. Either generate connection or ask yourself why am I still in this relationship? And it's oftentimes because you're getting some payoff, some benefit that you don't want to admit, like security, stability, um, better than being alone, uh, or I get a hit because this person's dependent on me. Right? Remember, the ego is all about wanting to. To look good and be right and and be in charge and and be powerful and and we and it has these very slippery slick reasons. Mm-hmm. So you want to just recognize them when they're at the helm and own that. So uh, if you're not feeling connection in your relationship, either generate it yourself or ask yourself, why am I actually in this? Is there a should? Um, are you and in the context of dating?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've got like mm-hmm. I I don't know what Stacy's situation is and right. um. If it's like, I just met this person, you know, like throwback to way back when in dating and you, you spend 15 minutes with someone, you're like, mm, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> solid no. Mm-hmm. You get to be really honest about that. Like you yeah. just get to be and and make a different choice and excuse yourself and mm-hmm. spare everybody some time. Because I do think that, you know, and friendships are are the same way. Sometimes, you know, we think that a new friendship is budding, a work buddy, something, and then you get a hit that, like, no, this isn't quite the person to come into like the inner circle, the inner the inner you know, mandala, mandala mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, this is this is just a work situation. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that um, listening to those intuitive hits too, and, and they probably don't have a big long story because you don't even know this person. It just you know that like. This is we're not date number 2 isn't happening. Totally fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't steal someone's life. Yeah. Or Don't time. steal someone's life or time because you have a need